0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, Fantasy Tragics. Good morning, DFS Degenerates. Welcome back. Another installment of your premier NBA DFS podcast. You are tuned into hoop Balls NBA DFS today. I'm your host, Brenton Eckersley. And uh, we are here to bring you this redonkulous slate for Friday, January the 22nd. 11 games to get through here, listeners. Uh, We were looking at 13 games to begin with, but uh, luckily we've been given a slight reprieve with the Grizzlies Blazers and also the Washington-Milwaukee games both being postponed now. Uh, Yeah, so 11 games. Let's not waste too much time. Uh, We'll welcome in from the other side of the planet, live from New York City, David Menkov. How are you doing there, Dave?
1: I'm doing great. So excited to be here. As you mentioned, nice monster Friday night slate to get everyone excited for the weekend. Looking forward to diving deep with you.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a big one. Uh, and yeah, you, how are you doing over there? What's been happening for you?
1: You know, not much. Just been uh, enjoying some some recent run success on the DFS side. Uh, nice. Looking to keep it going. Looking to keep it going. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, look, I'm in a little bit of a plateau at the moment, but that's okay. We just keep going. We know how DFS works; it's going to come around eventually. But uh, good to hear you're in the money, man. That's that's good.
1: Yeah, it's 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 been a nice little run, thanks to some handy work from from the team. So looking forward to it.
0: And what about your games tonight? Are they looking okay?
1: You know, so far this this Lakers Bucks game has proven to be quite nice for me. I I, I had enough of uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope oh. to keep me to keep me well fed for, for the evening. So
0: that's nice, man. Yeah. On a little, on a little slate, there's not much to choose from. So, uh, KCP is going to end up in a few lineups and yeah, before I switched my phone off and came in the little recording booth here, he was cooking. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, hope, hope you get over the line and hopefully I do as well. But, uh, guys, before we jump into another big fixture, I just have to quickly mention one of our most excellent sponsors here. We love these guys at HoopBall and DFS today. And, of course, I am talking about MyBookie. Uh, MyBookie, you guys can find these gambling gar- ones on the internet at mybookie.ag. Uh, g- gambling pundits out there think about the same kind of questions all the time. Am I taking the over or the under, LeBron or AD, and is there an upset coming here? But... Do you ask yourself one of the most important questions you can ask yourself before you lay down your hard-earned dollars? And that is where, where am I going to lay down those dollars? Let me tell you, folks, that's just as important as who you are betting on. And that's why we tell people to bet with mybookie.ag. MyBookie's rep is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place you should trust to handle your NBA-related bets, the one sports book guaranteed to give you the best lines on any game or any any sport that you want to bet on so here at hoop ball we don't just hand out our tips without someone putting that work in to earn it you've got to be the best at what you do and my bookie is the best sports book out there period it's simple sign up enter promo code hoop ball that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks so that's pretty simple guys enter a thousand bucks as your initial deposit and the hoop we use that hoop ball code and my bookie will match that up to $500. And that is just free money, my friends. So head over to my bookie. If you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet on bet with the best bet with my bookie. Alrighty, Dave, 11 games. Let's bust into this one. Uh, we start off with, uh, I'll just um, mention to everybody that it looks like there is a showdown, but we have a full 11 main game slate as well. So we'll just stick to those prices. Um First cab off the ranks here is the Chicago Bulls versus Charlotte Hornets on the injury report for Charlotte. We only have Cody Zellard and he is listed as probable. Oh, probable. Okay. We've got to keep that in mind. Um, Chicago Bulls, uh, doubtful Wendell Carter Jr. And probable Patrick Williams. And then out we have Devon Detson and Adam Makoka, uh, looking at, the game spread and the totals here. Uh, Just keep in mind, guys, that uh, we go early here at Hootball and a lot of these game spreads and totals aren't out yet. Uh, That includes this game. So, Dave, Chicago and the Hornets. It's probably a fairly slow game, although the Bulls have been pretty quick this season, so maybe a little pace-up spot for the Hornets. Hornets, Kick us off, mate. Who are your favourite targets in the Bulls' lineup?
1: Yeah, you definitely called it. It's it's a nice way to start this nice eleven game juicy slate. I really like uh, in the backcourt and the bull side uh, a little bounce back opportunity. Uh, prime time matchup for Kobe, Mr. Kobe White. Priced down down to seven thousand. Coming off two dud games back to back, he's going to be extremely low owned on this eleven game slate at that price tag is somewhat uh, tolerable or should I say swallowable, as I'm known to say. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be fantastic, uh, I think potentially as a bounce-back opportunity against the Hornets backcourt. Um, so I actually like him quite a bit. And then the other guy I'm looking at in the backcourt, uh, priced you know fairly well, considering how well he's been putting up 50-point games almost consistently is Zach Levine at 9,500. Those are my absolute two favorite uh, targets on this bull side. Uh, and then um, if, if we go down the Bulls roster a little bit, the only other guys I'm looking at potentially are uh, Laurie Markkinen, 6,600, coming off an injury. Uh, he's been playing really well um, since he's come back. And then one guy that I do want to call out as a great GPP opportunity is Daniel Gafford, a 3,100. Um, especially if Wendell Carter ends up not playing. Um, he's currently listed as doubtful, I believe. Uh, with, that, with that in play, Uh, Something to keep in mind to really bolster some of the the high-priced studs in your lineups. Uh, What about on, on your side?
0: Yeah, love the Daniel Gafford call, man. That's a really nice one. Obviously, we need to keep uh, an eye on the Wendell Carter Jr. situation there for Gafford to be in play even at 3,100. But if he comes in, you know, as the starting center at 3,100, then that's just smash territory, uh, especially against a very, very bad um, defensively frontcourt unit in the in the Hornets. So great call. Um, I'm actually probably moving just away from the guards in this one for the Bulls. Uh, I, I don't mind the price tag of 7K for Kobe White. But as you mentioned, he has been down a couple of games. Hey, bounce back is there. Absolutely. Uh, I might just leave him off this one and leave him for other people. Um, Zach Levine, yeah, 9,500 starting to get pretty high for Levine. Uh, Look, there's obviously upside for him. Um, he's been playing out of his shoes, basically. I, I just kind of get a feeling that we may find some better options later down the slate, but that's cool. Uh, yeah, Larry Markkinen for me, absolutely. Coming back from injury, playing beautifully, looks like he wasn't injured at all. And and the Hornets for me are just a huge target at power forward and centre for fantasy purposes. So him uh, alongside Wendell Carter Jr., if he does play, um, I would be looking at both of those guys here. And the only other guy I can mention for the Bulls is maybe Tad Young, who's uh pretty nice value play at 4700 uh he's in that nice profitable spot against the hornets front court and he is coming off uh 32 20 30 and 29 dk points so yeah 4700 is a pretty nice price for that guy um cool let's move it, move over to the charlotte side of the ball who do you have here
1: yeah on the charlotte side it's going to be interesting uh, again my theme so far of the night is going to be bounce back and a okay. uh, guy I've, I've been targeting quite a bit is LaMelo Ball. Uh, 7800 is a high price tag to pay, but the Bulls don't play much defense. So I actually I expect him to, to get some decent run. Um, I think he's going to have a, opportunity to, to throw the a triple-double in this type of matchup. Uh, he's going to be very low-owned as well. So a great target for, for tournaments as well. Uh, and then uh, who else I like on the Hornets side? The only other guy I'm really looking at is Gordon Hayward. Um, I actually love Gordon Hayward, especially in this matchup, 7,700. Um, the injury doesn't seem to be bothering him too much. Um, he's, he's definitely a guy that has a ceiling of 50 points. Um, his, his last couple have not been um, to that level, but he's certainly going to be in play for 45, 50 points, and, and that price tag is, is good enough to eat, as, as I like to say. So I'm uh, absolutely going to be looking at Gordon Hayward and, and LaMelo Ball uh, on the Hornets side.
0: Yeah, perfect. Gordon Haywood's at a, at a pretty nice price at 7,700. That's a that's a pretty decent play. Um, the Chicago have been stopping you know, the the small forward type of players, but Gordon Haywood's not your average small forward. He's not a wing 3 and D type of player. So, uh, yep, he is right in play there. I'd certainly look at him before I'd look at either of the backcourt starters in Graham or Rozier. Uh, I don't want anything to do with those guys, even in a nice matchup. I just think they're uh, bouncing around with their scores too much. So just too hard to trust. Absolutely. Absolutely, with your call on Lamelo Ball, uh, a little up and down lately. I would much rather play him than uh, Devontae at the at the point guard spot. The the Bulls are pretty weak at defending guards, as we know. And yeah, bounce back is coming. We, I'd much rather play Lamelo off the bench than risk what Devonte's been doing. Um, and you know, even then, it's pretty pretty low risk play given given. Uh, the the kind of flaw that we have seen over the season for Lamello Ball um, the only other guy I'll throw in the mix here is PJ Washington uh, he's been cooking so uh, over 40 DK points in his last four out of five games um, and while the Bulls have been better at stopping uh, power forward points recently this matchup really doesn't scare me off I think he's definitely in play again Cool. Uh, That covers the first one. Let's move on to the next game, Dave. It's the Houston Rockets and the Detroit Pistons. This one is at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do not have a game total. We do not have a spread. But on the injury report for Detroit, Killian Hayes is still listed and out, and Josh Jackson is probable. For the Houston Rockets, we have a stack of outs. Uh, Chris Clemens, Dante Exum, Daniel House Jr. is one to keep an eye on there. Out, John Wall is out. That's big as well. And uh, unfortunately, Christian Wood, who's been the darling for fantasy and DFS this season, uh, he's out coming off a right ankle sprain. So let's break it down, Dave. Houston Rockets, what do you have here?
1: Yeah, you definitely called it. With with the usage monster in the form of Christian Wood out um, on the Houston side, definitely some plays that are going to be opening up. Um, you, can, you can start with DeMarcus Cousins. Just a plug-and-play opportunity for him. Uh, he's going he's to get you know, 15 to 20 minutes in this type of matchup against the Pistons. Uh, and at that price tag, he's absolutely going to be in play for me. He's probably my favorite play on the Rockets side. Uh, the only other guys I'm looking at is is probably going to be Deshaun Tate, 4,900. That price tag is creeping up to a territory where I'm not necessarily comfortable playing him in every lineup, but he's certainly going to be in play the tournament option, uh, just given what he's, he's shown when, when a bunch of guys are out. Um, he can certainly fill up the stat sheet. Uh, and then the other guy I'm looking at probably as the offensive workhorse f- in, in this type of game is going to be Victor Oladipo. At 8,000, he's going to be absolutely uh, in play as, as a guy that, that can put up monster numbers. Since he's joined the Rockets, he's really hit the ground running, uh, putting up 40 to 50 fantasy points consistently. So I really like him. Uh, and those are pretty much the, the trio that I'm looking at. What, what about yourself?
0: Uh, tick, tick, and tick. Yeah, same three guys for me. Um, yeah, Oladipo, I was a little worried about what he might look like in a Houston jersey. But, uh, yeah, uh, he's basically gone from 6,900 to 8,000 8, in four games after. Posting three straight games of 42, 54 and forty four DK points, so the price rise is, uh, yeah, pretty pretty understandable. Um, look, Detroit aren't too too bad at guarding the guard spots, but yeah, eight K. Uh, as you said, workhorse Christian Wood is out. Uh, John Wall is out. He's just going to have to carry this team. Um, so I, I don't mind that price at eight thousand. Uh, the price for Eric Gordon that that's just taken all of the value out of it for me. Um, and as you mentioned with Christian Wood out, Boogie Cousins is always in play. Uh, I think he's especially in play at 4,400. Uh, I think he could get more than 20 minutes in this one with, with no centre whatsoever out there other than basically Cousins. Um, Houston played P.J. Tucker almost no minutes, I think, in the last one. So that's a really interesting one. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Boogie Cousins is about as chalky as we're going to get but yeah as Michael Potria might say sometimes you just have to eat that chalk uh and as you mentioned the only other guy for me is Jay Sean Tate uh you know $4,900 that price is getting up there it's it's a maybe from me um you know it's kind of one of those plays where if you land on him uh at that price because that's all you're left with it's not going to be an awful play uh cool so let's move across to where are we at the Detroit Pistons uh Detroit playing houston houston a stack of guys out um only a couple of uh, slight concerns or josh jackson is the only slight concern there for the pistons so who do you have here
1: yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with the pistons it's hard to really target a lot of these guys um even against uh, opportunity against the rockets that are depleted a little bit uh, from a defensive perspective there's not a lot of guys i'm looking at it's really going to start and end with, with one name and one name in particular the, uh, the current front runner, in my opinion, for most improved player of the year, Jeremy Grant, 8,100. Uh, that price tag is getting up in, in the 8,000s, but this guy has been just a revelation this season. Unbelievable numbers he's been putting up consistently, night in, night out. A uh, guy that started at, at 6,000 price tag early in the season, up to 8,000, but he's been putting up four games of 35 fantasy points, up to 57 fantasy points just a few games ago. So that's about the only guy I'm looking at on the fist inside. Uh, who, who are you liking?
0: Yeah, it, it's that guy and maybe one other for me. Jeremy Grant's just been playing out of his mind this season. Got off to a little bit of a slow start, and everyone was like, "Oh, is he ready for the main role? He He's proved he absolutely is ready for the main role And 8100s. You know, uh, uh, I, I guess it's a fair price for Jeremy Grant. Uh, let's have a look at his last few, 47, 43, 57. Yeah, the upside is absolutely there, and, and you know, Houston, mm, you know, he could torch this team so I don't mind that price at 8100 for Jeremy Grant um the only other guy I'm really looking at here I'm much like you staying away from most of these dudes and that that is Derek Rose I mean Derek Rose uh you know continues to come off the bench and just put up decent numbers he did have a bit of a down one against Atlanta um, but he, he's still playing minutes in those 20 to 28 kind of minute range and and before that he was he was 39 DK points against Miami and then 33 DK points against Miami so since Similar defense-minded team in Houston uh, on that side of the ball. And yeah, I don't mind Derek Rose at 5,500 there. Cool. Uh, moving on to the next one, Dave, uh, we have the Orlando magic versus the Indiana Pacers. I believe again, there is no game total or spread for this one. Correct. That is right. So moving across to the injury report for the Pacers, we know that Karis Levert is out and probably out for the season. Uh, miles Turner is still questionable in this one. He didn't play in the last one. And of course, TJ Warren is out, uh, for the Orlando magic. Mo Bamba is out. Michael Fultz, of course, is out. Jonathan Isaac is still out. Chuma Akiki is still out. And uh, Michael Carter-Williams is questionable. And, oh, sorry, I missed uh, Al Farouk Amino. (laughs) Oh, sorry, Dave. You won't be able to play Amino in this one. He is out as well. Um, Let's have a look at the Indiana Pacers. Kind of tough defensive matchups both ways here. Might be a bit of a middle pace kind of game. Do you have any interest in any of these guys on the Pacers side?
1: Yeah, the Pacer side is interesting. I think we have to really watch his Miles Turner news because if, if he ends up being out, I actually do like uh, one of the, the floor center options in, in this matchup, and that's Jakar Sampson. I know a, a lot of people are, are big fans of Gogo Bitaze. I think it's more because of his name than his actual <laughs> fantasy game. Um, but I actually like Jakar Samson. Um, I know he's coming off a game where he didn't play much, but you know he's certainly... Uh, not a guy that I can get some run. Uh, not a guy I would be looking at for, for cash games, but potentially some shots tournament wise. Uh, and then, you know, Sabonis is priced too high. For, in my opinion, 9900 is getting to that that very dangerous level. He's been putting up absolutely monster games with 45 points as a minimum floor. But 9900 is a very tough price to swallow. Uh, and I'll let someone else probably take the hit there. Um, I, I, I can't go wrong with Malcolm Brogdon in this matchup. Uh, he's always going to be in play, uh, just given his usage and it, just his ability to, to, to score, put up points, um, just, just all around fantasy game. Uh, he's had a couple games in the 30s, but certainly in play for, for a 40-plus point game against the Magic and, and shouldn't be too highly owned on this giant slate. So I like him a lot. He's probably my favorite play in the Pacers' side
0: yeah beautiful. he's my uh i'll keep this short he's my only real target here on the Pacers team um you know priced at 8200 that that's pretty much nothing for brogdon who can go for 50 or 55 on his night and uh look the only other guy i'd probably even come close to looking at is sabonis but as you said he's just priced way up there now like 9900 um he has an excellent floor but 9,900 and ceiling with Sabonis may not go in the same sentence. So uh, I don't trust that he has enough upside, especially against um, uh, the Magic, um, to bring us back anything relevant in terms of upside there. But yeah, Brogdon, he, he's just got a fantastic matchup here. Um, he, he should obliterate through this price. He's probably one of my, you know, mid to high. Um price guys, one of my favourite out of that bracket in this slate. Uh, I, I really like him in this one. He, he's got the safe floor, but yeah, it's just all about upside here for Brogdon. Um I, I could rely on him to smash through this price, I think so. I, I think. Um yeah, Goga say sure. That that's the automatic plug and play if Turner doesn't go. But I really like that Jakar Sampson call. Uh, if you hit on Jakar Sampson when he comes out, if he happens to come out and play 25 minutes, then you probably won your slate. So uh, that's a great call, Dave. I really like that one all right uh the magic team facing up the, against the Pacers with probably no miles Turner, but we have to keep an eye on that um what what do you like here in the backcourt for the magic
1: yeah it's, it's tough in, in the magic uh backcourt because it's going to be interesting cole anthony coming off a game winner um it's an absolute prayer uh, definitely a must watch replay shot wherever he ran out the court got that rebound and, and secured the win for them but I, I don't know if, if he's, you know, a kind of a, kind of a one-hit wonder kind of guy. I, I really don't trust him, especially in this matchup. Uh, that price tag is, is tough to, to really trust. He, he is coming off a couple, couple decent games in his last four. Uh, his last one he did put up 29 fantasy points, and, and two games ago he did put up 40. Um, but I'm not going to have a lot of interest in him. He's more of a tournament dart throw for me. Uh, and the, the only other guy I'm looking at on the Magic, you can't really go wrong with Nikola Vucevic. Uh, night in night out just an absolute stud uh one of the best centers um night in night out like i mentioned and that price tag has not really exceeded that nine thousand number like many of his his peers uh within the within the same uh within the industry sorry uh but so i like him a lot so it's probably going to be vucevic for me and then some very small interest if, if any in cole anthony and that's about it what about you
0: yeah, I'm. I'm mostly off of the magic, to be honest. Um, uh, as you said, Vujovic's just been great. Uh, uh, he he is in a really good spot here. If Miles Turner can't go, but even even then, I'll, I, I I don't know. I may just move off him ne- at nearly 9k. Um, especially if Turner is in. Um, look. It, No, I'll backtrack on that. If Goga's in for for Turner, then you can play Vucevic, no problems. I'm just a little worried about Turner and Sabonis as those uh, paces twin towers. Vucevic may have his uh, work cut out for him there. But uh yeah, I'm not messing too much with the backcourt here. I mean, Evan Fournier came straight in uh back in off of um, injury and, and went for thirty two DK points in twenty-eight minutes. But keep keep in mind that was against the Timberwolves and honestly we kind of know what Evan Fournier's capable of and it's usually around 25 to 30 dk points so 5400 that may have the value taken all out of it uh i'm I'm not messing with cole anthony that as you said that's a strict gpp dart throw for me Uh, he just bounces around between low scores and high scores too much for me uh yeah aaron gordon more ball handling responsibilities lately 57 and 43 in the last two performances which is fantastic um i'm just yeah, I just think we can do better elsewhere in, in in a tough defensive matchup. So the only other guy I'd like to mention is Ken Birch, uh thirty-eight hundred, continues to be good for around fifteen to twenty DK points a night. Uh he is just a low basement salary saver kind of option. Um oh. Yeah. Uh and and yeah, he, he, he again, what, if Turner is out, you know, there's there's probably a little bit more expansion in, in Birch's game. So um Cool. Uh, that probably covers both those teams for us, mate. We'll move on to the next game. Uh, Brooklyn nets, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I don't think we probably expect double overtime again here, but, uh, certainly an exciting game that we caught last time. Uh, as I speak there, uh, we have a game total and a spread. Awesome. So 228 is the game total, and the Nets are favoured by 10 points, uh, which is interesting considering we just went to double OT in the last game. Uh, Vegas may want to, yeah, have a have a little rethink about that, although the Cavs, <laughs> the Cavs probably did play out of their skins in that one. So uh, just moving across to the injury report here for Brooklyn, uh, we have Nicholas Claxton out, and, of course, Spencer Dinwiddie is still out uh, for the Cavs. Questionable, Darius Garland. Please come back, Garland. I need you in my season-long fantasy. Dylan Windler is also questionable and out. Kevin Porter Jr. after a weird uh, locker room outburst. Uh, Kevin Love is still out, and Matthew Dellavedova is still out. Okay, uh, double overtime again, Dave. What do you think?
1: Uh, triple overtime this time, I think.
0: <laughs> Let's go. Fantasy game of the <laughs> night, if that happens. <laughs> Just, just lock in every Nets player, every Cavs player you can, and move on. <laughs> right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh man. Um, so, should I start with the Nets side? Yeah, go with the Nets. Go, right. go with the big three, and and let me know if you can fit anybody else in around these guys.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's big three only, and out of the big three at this point, the only guy I'm even looking at is probably Kyrie Irving at nine thousand, just because he's priced significantly lower than. The combo of Harden and Durant, um, and he has just enough upside where uh, that nine thousand price tag is certainly going to be tolerable in this in this matchup against the Cavs. It's going to be a high scoring affair, overtime or not. Um, and even with this high spread total, I still think Kyrie Irving is going to have an opportunity to to really hit and exceed that price tag. So that's it for me on the Nets side. I think we can just move on uh, and then jump and jump in. Uh, who do you like on the Nets?
0: Every time every time you say tolerable now man you know what I'm thinking it's done it's in the books it's printed i cannot move away from swallowable <laughs> so we should just say that instead <laughs> going forward leave tolerable out let's just go with swallowable it's the dave menkov special absolutely beautiful um yeah man sorry I'm 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 just clowning with you. Um, I'm I'm with you. Kyrie is just super. Kyrie is super attractive at that nine thousand uh, dollar price. Uh, he came back into this lineup after missing for Kyrie Irving type of reasons and just didn't miss a beat. Put up fifty one DK points. Uh, the the Cavs backcourt are, are pretty terrible defensively. Look, I I, I don't mind KD at, at this price. I mean he is really priced up there now. At I think he's ten seven, um, but uh, and so he's starting to get into the realms of you know. Nikola Jokovic and uh, Luka Doncic. So it, it takes some of the sting out of it for Durant, but, I mean, look what he just did. I mean, it was double overtime, but he did get to 72 DK points. If this stays close in a, in a, a real, you know, just a 48-minute game, then he could still get to 60. Um, it's not a it's not a bad price for him, but, yes, you are correct. Kyrie is the play. Nine, 9K, um, I'm, I'm just staying off Harden for now. Uh, I'd really want to see what the Kyrie effect has on him and this big three, uh, what that does to, to Harden scoring. He, he comes out and looks fairly passive in those first quarters, um, looking like he's maybe being polite as he joins his new team um, and not taking a whole lot of shots. So I'm just off Harden for now. Um, Kyrie's the guy. You know, uh, nine, 9K, that's that's way too, too cheap for this guy. Um, and the only other guy I may take a GPP punt on is Jeff Green at 4,600. He's found himself in mid-30s minutes in four games straight. So the Nets like him. They like him in with the big three because he got another 30 minutes there. And, you know, uh, it's a real dart throw. Uh, the usage could just walk away from Green at any stage. But, you know, it's there if you need the value play.
1: You read my mind. I was just about to mention Jeff Green as yeah, well. Yeah, cool.
0: Cool, cool. He he is the only guy um outside of these three. Every, everyone, you know, was talking about how open that uh, Joe Harris might get. Uh, I think his usage was at 10% in the last game versus the Cavs, so pass there. Um, Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers, uh, Drummond, down to 26 minutes in the last one, Dave. Can you play him here at, what is he, 9,400?
1: Yeah, that price tag makes it difficult to play him. Coming off a frustrating game where the timeshare opportunity with Jared Allen. Poor Jared Allen, though. Uh, He has to to have a timeshare with every seemingly every center that that comes into play. So um, I'm not going to have any interest in either Drummond or Allen, just given the murky nature of this matchup and and this timeshare of minutes. So I don't like either of them. On the Cavs side, really, it's going to come down to Colin Sexton who is starting to really come into his own after being questionable and out every single game for, it seems like, for, it seems like forever where he just did not suit up for the Cavs. He finally played and boy, did he step up big in, in that big time overtime game uh, against the Nets. So I like Sexton 7,300. He's probably my favorite play on the Cavs side. Uh, and and then I'll, I'll have some interest and take some shots at Larry Nance Jr. as a tournament option, 6,700 certainly going to be in play for me and that's pretty much it on the Cavs side. I, I think uh, th- that pretty much shows my interest in, in the Cavs despite a double overtime gem in the last one.
0: Yeah I, I think I'm pretty much with you mate. I mean uh, Larry Nance had a great game in this matchup earlier in the week but previously just the output was just well below that. So look maybe he likes the matchup fine. Uh, throw Larry Nance into a few GPP uh, tournaments and see what happens. I'm I, personally probably not chasing that one um chetty osmond though uh look as long as um Garland remains out Chetty Osmond just continues to get ball handling duties and 6,500 is a decent price. He, he's really only had one truly bad game in his last eight. And that's around about the time, uh, that, that Darius Garland has been out. So 6,500, that, that's kind of more his floor at the moment. Um, there are probably better plays in the forward spot coming up, but 6,500 versus the nets, uh, you know, should be a fairly fast game for the Cavs. I don't mind looking at Chetty Osman at that price. Um, And, yeah, Sexton, I mean, you know, they gave up 63 DK points to this dude. Uh, We know that's double OT, but honestly at uh, 7,300 with Garland out with all the ball handling he can take and and a whole lot of usage versus uh, pretty porous Nets uh, defense for fantasy points. Yep, I'm all about that as well. All right, moving on. Uh, The next game, guys, Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. This one is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do we have a game spread? We do not. We do not have a game spread or a total. Uh, We'll move into the injury report, and there are a few names here. So for Boston, Carsten Edwards and Romeo Langford, and also, of course, Jason Tatum – is out that's the big one we have to keep an eye on I think he's back in the within the next couple of days hopefully um and Aaron Naismith is questionable for the Celtics as well uh update on Seth Curry for the Philadelphia 76ers he is now listed as probable so that is one we have to keep uh an eye on all uh, all you guys out there playing a lot of Shake Milton at the moment uh Vincent Poirier oh I knew I'd butcher that one. Poiret, let, let's let's move on. Mike Scott. <laughs> Mike Scott is much easier. Uh, Mike Scott and the other guy uh, are both out. Uh, so Dave, Boston and Philly, some pretty tough defensive units here. Uh, what do you like on the Boston side of the ball? Yeah, on the Boston side of the ball, uh, I'm going to throw out
1: a name and it's going to be interesting Ooh. one. Kemba Walker,
0: 6,500.
1: Uh, I know, it's it's crazy to, to, to play a guy in this type of matchup, especially since it's going to be, you mentioned it, a defensive battle. Um, I think he's really going to have to take on more of that scoring burden um, with Jason Tatum out. Um, so I actually like Kemba Walker quite a bit in, in this matchup at 6,500. He's starting to really get his leg under him. He, he looks confident, um, starting to really play well. Uh, and again, this is a matchup that, in this last game, he put up 31 fantasy points, 6,500. Um, I expect that number to to flirt with that number or even get up to potentially 35 or 40 fantasy points uh, if, if this game ends up staying close till the end. So I like him a lot in, in this matchup. Uh, so he's my favorite play on the Boston side. And then you can't go wrong with some Jalen Brown sprinkled into your, into your DFS lineups, always in play. 8,500, rock solid a guy that that can put up 50 points uh, another guy that's had a tremendous tremendous bounce back year or should I say improvement year because he was great last year too but he's really improving this year um and those are those are my two plays on the Boston side
0: Yeah cool uh look you know the Kemba minutes have been around 20 and 22 or sorry they have been at 20 and 22 are not around uh in his first couple back uh Look, what happens with these guys is inevitably at some point they go from 20 and 22 minutes uh, to 28 or 30 minutes and we don't hear about it. So I don't mind the Kemba move. Uh, I'm probably, you know, a little worried about it just given that the the minutes are low. But, yeah, if he pulls out 30 or 29 minutes and scores um, as Kemba can score, then you're looking at 40-point DK upside. So I don't mind that call. Um, Jalen Brown, 8,500. Look, as you said, you can never go wrong with Brown, especially when Tatum is out. All the usage is going to funnel his way, or most of it. Uh, look, that the upside probably hasn't just been there lately, and and as we said, this Philly matchup is a tough one. I'm probably just moving away from Brown a little bit, although I will will have some shares because we know the upside can be there any given night. Honestly, most of these Celtics probably feel priced pretty right uh, much around that value Um, outside of maybe Daniel Tice league in this matchup earlier in the week, he just cooked the sixes um, and he didn't play that many more minutes than he has been playing. I think he got up to 27. Um, the problem is the Celtics, big man. I mean, Tristan Thompson's likely to play 32 in the next one, and Daniel Tice plays 15. So who knows what's going on with those guys. I'm pretty much just moving away from the Celtics. Uh, I don't mind the couple of calls that you that made there, though, Dave. So across to Philly, uh, your Philly 76ers, Mr. Menkoff. Um Simmons priced right around value. Uh pretty tough Celtics defense again. I, I'm not sure about that one. And and now we have Seth Curry coming back in. Uh w- what do you think about them? You you probably have a deeper insight than I do.
1: Yeah, no, you mentioned it. It's certainly gonna be tough to, to, to play Ben Simmons, but that price tag is is very low for him. Uh just given given the matchup, given the fact that Seth Curry is in the mix, I actually kind of like him more because I think he's going to have the opportunity to, to get a, a few more assists with with Seth Curry in that lineup. So I actually will have some interest in Ben Simmons, 8,400, um, a guy that can certainly put up a triple-double at a moment's notice. And if he gets a triple-double in this type of matchup, um, he's going to smash that that price tag, and he's going to win people some, some money. So I actually like Ben Simmons. Um, as you mentioned, with Seth Curry coming back, hard to trust. Hard to trust Shake Milton. Uh, Tyrese Maxey was was a flash. It seemed like uh, it was a wonderful story for for a few minutes there. Uh, and then Danny Green, I have no interest in. Tobias Harris, uh, seventy one hundred again, not really swallowable for me. Um, <laughs> Joel Embiid is probably again the only guy that we can absolutely every night count on. Um, it, it, granted, the game stays close, he can absolutely smash the Celtics front court at ten thousand one hundred. I like him a lot more than Sabonis, $200 less. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite center plays on the entire slate. Uh, even given the, this slower pace matchup, I love Joel Embiid um, in this game.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Oh, sorry for laughing there, but, yeah, if you guys aren't across this swallowable thing, you need to go back a few episodes when uh, Micah Potria and Dave were sitting in and uh, this wonderful word came into existence. <laughs> Dave mixing a couple of words up, I think, and, yeah, it's just going to stick, I reckon. Um, yeah, I love Joel uh, Joel here, 65 in this matchup earlier, and uh, two games ago he toasted the heat for 82 DK points. So, look, the, the – tra- the, um, the, uh, DK returns have been a little bit trampoline-like in the last couple for Embiid, but uh, I'd rather pay up for Embiid probably than any, any other, other 76er here. Um, Yeah, now that now that Curry's coming back, Milton's value probably goes. Uh, Danny Green is always a no for me, as you said. Um, cool, we can move into the next one. But before we do, uh, we just need to drop in a quick uh, mention of one of our premium sponsors here, and that is Manscaped. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped have released the Weed Whacker nose and ear. Oh, man, try again. Manscaped have just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you'll see hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your hair, ear and nose hair looking trimmed and terrific. Manscaped is forever changing the grooving grooming game with their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides provide. Oh man, I am struggling with this one, Dave. Do you want to do, just do it for me? You haven't even got it in front of you. No, <laughs> I'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> this nose and air Oh, this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology, which helps present nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual blade system. I got that bit out, but I can't do ear hair trimmer. I'm just about ready to move on with this one. Don't try to pull your nose hair out with your fingers. Don't use tweezers. And no longer do you have to live dangerously and try to use nail scissors up your nostrils. Manca- Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. It's time to upgrade, upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code... Hoop ball 20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L 20 at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping the hairs in our holes looking nice. Oh. Can we move on to games? I'm much better at that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, guys. That was possibly the worst read. I apologize to manscaped.com. I will get better. Um, Miami Heat versus Toronto Raptors, Dave. 70, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's look for game spread and total. Heat and Raptors, no, there is none. Injury report. Okay. For the Heat, uh, we have Goran Dragic, Project. Probable, we have Tyler Hero, questionable and out. Avery Bradley, Jimmy Butler is still out, and Myers Leonard is out. Uh, For the Toronto, oh, well, there's more down here. Uh, Questionable, Chris Silver, and probable, Gabe Vincent, uh, who came out firing and has now just crawled back into the hole, unfortunately for us. Toronto Raptors, uh, questionable, Pascal Siakam. Okay, so we need to definitely keep an eye on that one, and Patrick McCaw is out. Miami, Dave. Jump in. Save me. Let's go.
1: (laughs) On the Miami side, I think if Tyler Hero plays 7,100, they're going to be absolutely in play for me. Uh, I I like him quite a bit in this matchup against the Raptors. Um, The only other guy I'm looking at, I guess two other guys, really, sorry, is going to be Kelly O'Linick, 5,500, coming off a near triple-double, where he put up a a very nice game of um, 38 fantasy points Uh, again, going to be absolutely going to be in play for me. Uh, and then the final guy I'm looking at on the Miami side is, is probably my favorite play of this entire matchup is bam at a Um, just consistent player, uh, again, with a bunch of guys out, um, or questionable. If Tyler hero sits, I like it even more. Uh, and he absolutely has a ceiling of 50, 55 points and 8,600 is, is pretty a high price tag for him, but I absolutely love him in this type of matchup against the Raptors, uh, against the Raptors front court, uh, who, who do you like on,
0: on the heat side? Yeah, I don't mind Bam a little here. Uh, is it probably a little high at 8,600. I try and get in on Bam when he's more around that 81 or 82. But um, the ceiling has been pretty good. At, you know, as you kind of mentioned, he, he can he can produce over 50 DK points pretty easily. This is a tough matchup against the Raptors, but I expect this game to stay fairly close, and that's what we need. We need minutes. So if Bam's out there for 32, 33, 8,600 is not a bad price for him. Um yeah, uh, Kelly O, yeah, absolutely. So, look, you know, ha- had a real stinker a couple of games back, um, but uh, just had a nice 38 DK out against this team. And 5,500 versus 38 DK points, you know, everybody can do a, do the maths there. Makes him a nice value GPP punt type of play, given the the little bit of up and down production. But, yeah, not not a bad price. Um, and the only other guy I'm really interested in here is Kendrick Nunn been playing good minutes off the bench for the heat that may disappear if tyler hero comes in and that's fine i just won't play him but uh while i don't trust the minutes 5400 is worth a stab in in the last two he's played 34 and 35 minutes kind of out of nowhere for us so uh 34 and 47 dk points and that 47 dk points hey that was in this matchup earlier this week so look 5400 it's kendrick Nunn. it's hard to trust I think it's worth worth just another dip at him at that price um, in some of your lineups. Cool. Uh, The Toronto side of the ball. uh, We have Pascal Siakam now uh, questionable. That changes quite a bit. Uh, What do you think here on the Raptors side of the ball, mate?
1: Yeah. And the Raptors side of the ball is going to be interesting for sure. Uh, The backcourt of Fred Van Lee and Larry, it's, you know, you can absolutely go either way against the Miami heat. They're actually a tough, tough defense uh, in the guard position. So, uh, you can take some stabs I, out of those two. I like Van Vliet a uh, hundred dollars cheaper. And, and I think has a higher ceiling and he's coming off a great game against the same heat team where he put up 46 fantasy points. So I absolutely going to have some shares and in interest in Fred Van Vliet can't go wrong with Larry as well. 7,900, but uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Van Vliet between the two. And then, you know, with Pascal Siakam, potentially questionable, there's going to be some more opportunities for guys like OG and Anobi. Um, 6100 that price tag is getting up to, to, to tough to pay. But at the same time, he is putting up some nice games recently, a stretch of 30-point games uh, in his last five or six games. So I actually like OG Ananobi in, in this matchup. And then finally, uh, a tournament play only for me is going to have to be Chris Boucher, 7300 um, He's coming off his worst game in, in quite some time. Price has not changed since that game, of course, against Miami, but I I can look for him to have a nice bounce-back opportunity in this one. Um, So I'll have a little bit of interest in in Chris Boucher. What about for you?
0: Yeah, perfect, man. I think you covered it very nicely there. Um, OG Ananobi has been on a tear lately uh, at OG standards anyway for fantasy point production around that 30 DK points. Is uh, you know, in succession over a number of games. It's great to see from him. I know what will happen. I'll play him for the first time and he'll dud me out at 12 DK points. So, yeah, I just find it tough to play OG. Uh, he's burning me while he's doing this, but I think I just will probably still stay off of him. Uh, yeah, look, the the... The Lowry-Van Vliet question, it's the same question to me. Uh, for me every time. Who's cheaper? Just That's really the question I ask uh, because both of these guys can produce at a high click at any time. You are absolutely correct, though. Uh, Van Vliet f- has the upside. He's usually slightly cheaper than Lowry. Uh, he's less of a name than Lowry as well, so maybe less owned. So I will usually play Van Vliet, and this matchup doesn't scare me for him. Uh, Siakam. Uh, yes, if he is out at 7,700, I'll probably. Sorry, if he is in at 7,700, I may have shares of him. Um, he has been playing pretty well. Uh, I had a couple of bad ones lately, but I think he can bounce back here. They're going to need all the Saucom they can get against the Heat um, front court if he is playing. Um, I'm a bit of a Chris Boucher fanboy. Uh, I love watching this guy play. Uh, you know, fantasy points per minute monster. And as you mentioned, he's coming off a bad one. So look, uh, they're going to need one of these guys out there at least uh the 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 price of 7300 for boucher becomes much more interesting for me if siakam is out there but i'll still have shares of boucher um uh, even if siakam is playing just for the upside so cool uh that pretty much covers us for the raptors and that game is that correct? Yes, we covered the heat. Good. Okay, so Washington Wizards, Bucks that's been postponed, unfortunately. Uh, Atlanta Hawks is, and the Minnesota Timberwolves is the next one. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, do we have a spread? We do not. We have an injury report, though, and that is a longish one. So for the Hawks, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich out. Chris Dunn out. Chris uh, Doubtful, Danilo Gallinari, and questionable, uh, DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. So that's, that is that is a fair bit of that usual starting five, questionable, doubtful, or out. Uh, and for the Timberwolves, uh, probable, Josh Okogie, and out, Wancho Hernan Gomez. Ricky Rubio is out, something to keep an eye on, and of course we know that Karl-Anthony Towns is still out. So, starting on this, uh, let's start with... Atlanta, Atlanta side of the ball, Dave. Uh, Not a lot of defense going on between these two teams. Should be a fairly high pace. Who do you like for the Hawks?
1: Yeah, given the matchup and the lack of defense, I actually love quite a few guys. I mean, a couple guys that are coming off just monster games on the Hawks side. So I'll probably go back to the well with them. So starting with the high-priced stud in Trey Young, 9,600, he's finally starting to to really step up and and hit his ADP in, in fantasy and real life. Um, he's coming off a, a brilliant game where he bounced back after a slow start in the first half, finished with uh, 66 fantasy points. Um, so he's a guy that I'm absolutely have a lot of interest in. He's probably one of my favorite high-priced guards on this entire slate. Uh, and then, you know, Mr. Kevin Huerter, who unfortunately for him is priced well below his previous game, uh, almost $4,000 less. Uh, you know, someone at DraftKings is probably is in danger of losing their job after that. That uh, price b- bump in the last one. But uh, um, I'll have a little bit of interest in Kevin there in this matchup. He's was he not priced
0: more than Kawhi Leonard in that matchup? He, he
1: was priced slightly, slightly, I believe, almost the same price as, as Kawhi Leonard in that Whoa. game. Uh, and he was priced above Trey in, in that game.
0: Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> yeah, truly a, a, a real wonder. So, anyway, um, getting back to the, <laughs> the Hawks side. Uh, I like a bunch of guys, like I mentioned. John Collins, 7,400, also going to be in play. Starting to show a little more confidence, playing alongside Clint Capella. And then speaking of Clint Capella, guy that's been just an absolute tear. Coming off an absolute gem of a game. One of the best fantasy games of the entire season, where he put up just an astounding performance of, of 27 uh, 27 points, 26 rebounds, five blocks and a steal with no turnovers, and just 76 say, just fantasy
0: points. Say that again, Dave. How many rebounds? 26 rebounds Unreal. and 27 points. How good, right? Unbelievable. <laughs> that was like a Shaquille O'Neal type
1: of uh, vintage <laughs> game by by Mr. Clint Capella. Um, and I know Shaquille O'Neal, if he's listening. Hopefully he's listening. He's going oh, he to very upset about that. <laughs> Um, but I like Bell eighty three hundred for sure. And and those are all my favorite plays in the Hawks side.
0: Yeah, look it's two this two big guys here for me. It's it's uh at either end of the spectrum. It's Capella. Uh, you've you've covered everything um you know 26 points and 27 rebounds or if it was vice versa apologies that's just nuts. Um yeah, this is the same matchup. Why doesn't he do that again? I don't know. Uh the, the upside for Capella now that he's fully healthy is just nuts and uh, he has one of the best matchups for the center uh, slot of the day. So yeah, have a look at Capella before you just go locking in Jokic or someone like that at a much cheaper price point. And, yep, it's Trey. Trey's back, uh, not scared of this 9,600 salary against the Timberwolves, especially against the Timberwolves. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, if this if this game can stay closer as well, I think he got to 32 minutes in the last one. If this guy, game can stay closer, there's every chance he gets to 35, 36 minutes, and, you know, the score could get up around 60, 65 DK points. So uh, that's probably about it for me. Um, Kevin... Can you say can can you say Kevin's last name again for me, Dave?
1: Kevin Huerter.
0: <laughs> wow, that is a thing of beauty. See, I come in I come in here all Australian, and it's just Kevin Huerter. Um, <laughs> I can't get close to that beautiful pronunciation you have got there, man. Um, yeah, he, he's in play as well. Absolutely, as long as Cam Reddish remains sidelined, um, he burnt the wolves for forty-five uh, DK points in the in the earlier matchup. So, look, if if Reddish is out, say his name again, Dave. Kevin. Oh,
1: uh, Kevin
0: quarter. I'm going to ask you to say it every time I need to say it. Cause it's <laughs> just so beautiful. Uh, I won't play him either. Um, cool. Collins picking things up. Absolutely. 7,400. That's starting to get up there. I don't mind it against, uh, this T wolves front court though, but the main guys for me, as you said, Capella Trey, and some Kevin.
1: Quarter. Beautiful.
0: Okay. Minnesota Timberwolves. Sorry, man. I'll stop doing that now. Um, Let's have a look at the Timberwolves side of the ball. Uh, 8700 is too steep for me to pay for D'Angelo Russell, even in a matchup against Trey Young. Uh, he's got that 50-point upside. I'm just not sure I like that salary. I probably like him more around 82 to 83 Uh, Look, same with Malik Beasley for me. The price tag's steering me off him here. Uh, Towns are still out. Uh, so 5,200, that should be a pretty good value play for Nazared usually. Um, the problem is he's facing a fully fit Clint Capella here. Uh, he's, he's a GPP punt only at that price maybe. Uh, and Jared Vanderbilt, uh, I had such high hopes for this guy's when he, this guy when he started getting minutes. The energy, uh, he's up and down the court. He's he's looking dangerous. But, yeah, he's just not looking like a regular contributor for us for fantasy. Um the only other guy I'm really looking at here, and sorry for just ripping through these guys, Dave, but uh, with Ricky Rubio already out, you have to uh, just keep an eye on Jordan McLaughlin uh, as a really uh, deep value kind of play. 14 and 22 DK points in the last two, but uh, the minutes are probably more important at 19 and 20. He's going to get the backup point guard minutes here again behind Russell. The matchup is good. Uh, I think he's priced at 3,100, although I don't don't quite have that listed in front of uh, me here but yeah i really like this value in that three thousand dollar range uh that's my take on the wolves dave what do you have
1: yeah i, I think we're aligned for the most part uh i actually like jordan mick i can't pronounce this one jordan <laughs> M- mclaughlin no mclaughlin that's it man McLaughlin. It. yeah mclaughlin yeah. Hey. I, I can't be right I, I don't know if that's right either
0: is, you, know, you, you throw to me on Jordan's name and I'll fill it in and I'll throw to you on Kevin's name and you fill it in. There you go. Done.
1: done, done. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he's going to be in play uh, again. Price tag is certainly going to be interesting with Ricky, with Ricky Rubio out. Certainly going to be in play for me. And the only other guy I'm looking at, you, you call him Malik Beasley, 6,900 certainly going to be a great matchup for him against the Hawks uh, pace up opportunity, a guy that we've seen, Put up monster game so far this season. He is priced to 100 but certainly going to be in play as a great little game stack with, with a bunch of those Hawks players. And that, that's it for me on, on the Wolves side.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. No worries. Let's move on Uh, straight across to the Dallas Mavericks and San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Interesting little matchup here. So uh, for a game total and spread, hey, hey, 224 is the game total and the Mavs are favored uh, by two and a half points in terms of the injury report. For Dallas, we have a list of outs, and that is the usual outs. It's Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, and Josh Richardson. For San Antonio, uh, slightly shorter and less relevant. So out Drew Eubanks, questionable Quindari Weatherspoon. Please come back, Quindari. I need to play you in my DFS lineups only for your name. Uh, And, of course, Derek White is still out. Cool. Let's jump into this one, Dave. Uh, we are getting close. We are at uh, San Antonio. The Mavericks are showing up there to play. Who do you have on the Mavericks side of the ball?
1: Yeah, the Mavericks side of the ball, you know, you can always have some interest in Luka Doncic. Uh, 10900 is going to be, again, very high price tag. Uh, I would probably, if I'm going to look at some of the high-priced options, I'll probably steer... More into the Trey Youngs of the world and the Kyries of the world and and save some money and not play Luka Doncic in in this matchup against the Spurs. But I don't fault anyone for playing him. You know, he's an absolute stud and continues to get better and better this season. Um, So I like him. Uh, And then also on a Dallas side, uh, I'll have some interest in Jalen Brunson in the backcourt coming off a nice little 28 point game against the Pacers. Um, He's priced up at 4700 Becomes a little bit difficult to to play in this type of matchup, but again, you know, certainly going to be an option. Uh, and then Christophs Perzingis in the front court is getting more and more comfortable, um, you know, coming off injury, starting to get 30 minutes plus a game, uh, and has 50 point upside as proven by his last game against the Pacers. So I actually love Christophs Perzingis. He's probably my favorite play on the Maverick side of the ball. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's Chris Dups, uh, and not much else here for me. Uh, Luca is always in play, as you said. But as you said, also, uh, there are some better, higher price guys on this board that we can look at. For, you know, a, a good $1,700 less if you wanted to look at Kyrie and, you know, $1,000 less, I think, if you want to look at Trey. So uh, I, I will just leave Luca on the board here. I think there's better options. That'll help your overall build in saving yourself some money. Uh, Porzingis, though, uh, look, just looked fantastic coming back. I uh, Did not expect this kind of um, instant, you know, play from Porzingis. He's, he's giving us fantasy points on a regular basis. Um, he, he's the other upside guy in this Dallas lineup outside of Luca as well look it's it's a fairly tough tough matchup against the Spurs but after a 53 DK point return against a similarly tough Indiana unit uh it, it's very hard to go for away from Chris Tapps at 8100 Uh love that price um looking down the sheet yeah look really not interested in Tim Hardaway Jr uh the only other guys that i have been milling around lately buzzing around uh because the front court is mostly uh inoperable for dallas is um willie coley stein who i hate playing and won't play here but james johnson is always in play uh as a bit of a value guy and if he's the last guy you land on yeah not a bad option um just not a lot of upside with jimmy johnson Cool. Uh San Antonio Spurs. Uh, I do not I don't have notes for them. Great. Uh Dave, you may be shouldering a heavy load, load here with the Spurs. Uh, who do you like?
1: Yeah, on the Spurs side, you know, if this game stays close, Deontay Murray, 7,400 is gonna be absolutely in play for me. Um, you know, coming off some some interesting games where he has put up pretty consistently at least 37, 38 fantasy points, up to almost 43, 44 fantasy points in some efforts. Uh, again, he's going to definitely, I think, step up in this matchup against Luca, and I, I like him. Again, that price tag is is a bit high, but at the same time, i I, I absolutely going to have some shares of DeAndre Murray in this matchup. And then on the Spurs side, not really much interesting otherwise. I mean, DeMar DeRozan is going to have every opportunity to play well. 7900 is a nice little price reduction from his previous uh, previous handful of games but he's coming off of a dud performance against the Warriors where they got blown out. Um, If if he comes back and and plays well, that price tag is nice because he does have that ceiling of 50 fantasy points. So I'll probably like him as well in this matchup. Uh, And that's pretty much it outside of, you know, from a a complete tournament dart throw in this case is Jacob Pottle, 3,800 guy that, you know, gets, gets some minutes off the bench, um, 25 minutes. He's played 30 minutes recently. Um, can put up, as proven by a game against the Rockets, can put up 40 fantasy points. I don't expect that in this matchup, but I do expect him to, to hit 20, 25 fantasy points. And at that price tag, certainly going to be a great option to, to kind of bolster some of the, the big stars in, in your lineups. Uh, who
0: do you like, Brendan? Yeah, I, I like the Jacob Perdle call. The 3800 is too cheap for a guy who's playing the minutes he's playing at the moment. And I just have a sneaking suspicion that these, this production and, and minutes increase that we're seeing for Jacob Perdle Basically, we're seeing the decline of LaMarcus Aldridge uh, pretty obviously in front of our eyes, unfortunately. Uh, and it may be just that Jacob Pertl is you know, starting to lift his production. And at $3,800, uh that is a, certainly a nice basement uh, price. Price that you can grab here, um, as you said, Demar Derozan, seventy nine hundred. You know, yeah, I mean, any night that could be too cheap for Demar. Um, the the Dallas defense has been much better this year, and I believe that uh, around the wing sections uh, or the small forward sections, uh, they have been limiting fantasy production. But uh, seventy nine hundred, that's that's a good price for Derozan any given night. Uh, Dejounte Murray, he's my boy, seventy four hundred. I love this kid. Uh, so glad to see him getting the minutes he's getting. Um, and yeah. Yeah, uh, he can go – I mean, he has a fairly stable kind of fantasy point range. It's usually around that 35 to 40. Um, I don't mind this matchup, though, against, um, you know, Luca on the other side of the ball. 7,400 is too cheap for DeJounte in this one. Kelden Johnson, 6,300. That's a meh kind of price for him uh, for me, and I'm really not looking anywhere else on this uh, team. So I think we've covered those guys. Okay, moving on, OKC and the LA Clippers. Uh, This game is 10 p.m. Yeah, it's a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Uh, Let's check the game total and spread here uh we have a game spread and total beautiful so uh this is a two nineteen and a half and a half game total and the clippers of course are heavy favorites at uh under 12 and a half points so uh it could be a little one to watch in case there's a blowout um fairly slow paced game as well uh on the thunder side of the ball dave what do you have for us
1: Yeah, on the Thunder side of the ball, it's going to be interesting. Shai Godress Alexander. um, I know it's going to be a blowout potentially against the Clippers. uh, But 7900 is a nice little price tag uh, to pay for him. So he's a guy that, you know, if you do expect this game to somehow stay close, he's going to absolutely smash that price tag. It's just a lot of worries whether this game does stay close. He's going to get 35 minutes in this one. Uh, It's more likely he's going to play around 20, 25 minutes. Uh, and that price tag might be tough to, to, to really uh, get into your lineup. So the only guys I'm really looking at on the Thunder side is probably going to be Lugans at $2,200. Um, really starting to play well again. Had a little bit of a lull. His price has jumped significantly in the last week, but you know, last game he did with 34 fantasy points against the Nuggets. Um, even in a blowout scenario, he still should get 25, 30 minutes um, just given uh, his opportunity. So I actually like him quite a bit in this game, despite the blowout potential. Uh, And then another guy that I haven't really been targeting much recently, but certainly going to be in play just because his price continues to drop is Darius Baisley, um, a guy that really came out hot this season um, and started to really get going and then had the injury scare and and hasn't really shown anything recently for, for the, for the thunder. And I think they really need him in this matchup. It's it's a tough matchup for sure, but at 4,900, um, I'll have some interest in him in, in tournaments mostly. Isaiah Roby was a nice little darling uh, recently for us uh, in the DFS world, just because his price tag was so nice at five thousand. I have very little interest in him now, given that his price tag has jumped all the way up into the five thousand range, uh, and and that's and that's it for my Thunder love. Uh, Who do you
0: like in the Thunder? Thunder love. Um, Yeah, I'm not really interested in too many guys here, to be honest. Uh, I I don't mind the call on Baisley's price drop down to 4900 This dude has proved in the past that he can get to 40 DK points. It just hasn't shown out, and I'm not sure it shows out in a matchup against the Clippers. Um, Isaiah Roby, as you said, kind of dropped off as the DFS darling, Uh, although any time Al Horford is out, they're going to give this guy minutes again is this the matchup to go messing with lower value guys on a punt play? Probably not. Um, Stort, he is another guy just like OG that uh, I struggle to play. Um, uh, they're both similar kinds of guys. Uh, they they – string a few 30 dk point games together and i go oh cool they're on and play them and they fail me so i'm not sure i can play too much Lugan Stort, but i understand why people are 5200 that's a pretty good price for a guy coming off a couple of good back back games uh for me it's shea it's shea Gil- gilgis alexander and or bust here uh 7900's no no real problem in playing this guy who's just monster uh, putting this team on his shoulders and carrying them through pretty much every night. And uh, probably uh, the one place you can have a little sneaky look at the Clippers. Yeah. uh, Is, is point guard. I mean, they're, they're a little restrictive, but I I don't see that as uh, too much of a reason to get off of SGA here. LA Clippers um, pretty much clean bill of health over here, Dave. Uh, Do you think that you can pay the prices for these guys in a potential blowout?
1: In a potential blowout, I would say no on the Clippers' side. I mean, Paul George, 9,300, coming off a great game. Same same with Kawhi Leonard, 9,700. It's just really hard to trust any of these guys in a blowout potential. So for me, I'm going to be targeting some of the, the backups. So I actually like Yvika Zubac uh, quite a bit, um, especially in a blowout potential, coming off a nice double-double against the Kings where there was a blowout by 23 minutes put up 30 fantasy points. That price tag is getting a little bit high, but if he gets the minutes and it's a blowout, I absolutely love him on the Clippers side. And that's it for me. Uh, Who do you like in the Clippers, given the opportunity here?
0: Pretty much the same as you straight down the line. It's Avika Zubach. um, And and really that's a blowout play. Um, But 4,500, you know, that's not, He's not going to have the, the the floor just fall out of his DK scoring for you uh, if he only gets 22, 20 minutes. So uh, I don't mind that price for Z- Avika. Uh, I can't pay up for Kawhi or Paul George here. If I was forced to choose one of them, it's Paul George at the cheaper price. And to be honest, I usually play PG-13 over Kawhi anyway, just for the upside. Uh, that is it for me on the Lakers side of the ball. Uh, I am scared about this game, and yeah, I'll leave it alone for the most past. Okay, uh, Denver Nuggets and Phoenix Suns. Uh, We have no game total. We have no spread at this point, but we will check the injury report. Uh, Denver Nuggets. Okay. So keep in mind here, DFS dudes, uh, Michael Porter jr. Is now listed as questionable. So we need to keep a close eye on that news. Uh, that's going to affect, um, Will Barton for sure. And Greg Whittington of no consequence is out for the Phoenix Suns. Damian Jones is out. Uh, Dario Saric is still out and, uh, someone called Jalen Smith is available. Uh, I don't know who that is, but maybe Dave, the rookie, uh, King may know who that is. If that is in fact a rookie, um, Cool. So let's jump into this two games to go. Let's wrap it up. Denver Nuggets. Who do you have? Yeah.
1: On the Nuggets side, you know, again, it starts with Nikola Jokic, 11,000. He gets, he's going to get lost in the slate, potentially just given that it's a late game. Uh, People might not necessarily lean on on him, especially against the Suns, but absolutely going to be in play for me. Uh, Just rock solid. It's probably the most steady uh, center option this season. Uh, averaging a triple double, putting up 56 minimum minimum floor games, all the way up to 72 fantasy points. So I absolutely love Nikola Jokic in this matchup against the poorest defense of DeAndre Ayton. Um, but I do like him. Uh, Jamal Murray, I'm going to have some interest in as well. Uh, a guy that's absolutely going to be in play just given the opportunity. Uh, he's been playing much better as of recent recently. Um, so he's a guy that's going to be. Uh, in play for me coming off a dud game against the thunder. So I think he's going to be very low owned in this matchup. Uh, So I think uh, you should take advantage of that, especially in tournaments. Uh, But as far as rocks solid plays, Nikola Jokic probably the starting end for me uh, on the nugget side
0: perfect. That's exactly what I'm thinking as well. Uh, I really probably am moving off of Jamal Murray here. Um, Chris Paul defense does not interest me for a guy who's been so up and down this season, to be honest. Uh, I don't mind the call. He, he, as you said, he's going to be low-owned. 7K is, you know, that's that's a decent price for Murray. He can go off for 45, 50. We all know that. Just concerned about the matchup. And I'm concerned about the matchup for every single Denver Nugget, except for Nikola Jokic. Uh, I don't think he has any problems here. He's been Basically, the absolute hub of this team, eleven uh, K doesn't scare me off too much. Um, you know, honestly, he's he is the highest priced guy on the board, and and but we know why. We know what he can produce. We know what the upside can be. Everything runs through Jokic, and he has the single spot against his Suns team where you can target them. That is it for me on the Nuggets side. Uh, let's look at the Suns. Uh, Booker Ayton. Mikhail Bridges, Chris Paul, who are we playing here?
1: Yeah, this is going to be interesting for sure on the Sun side. I mean, you know, you definitely called on a couple of names, but Mikhail Bridges, 5,500. Um, he's really coming off a, a pretty poor game against the Rockets where he only had 25 fantasy points. I love him in this matchup against the Nuggets, actually, as kind of a, a nice alternative option in that mid-tier price tag. Uh, but the other guy that I'm actually looking at, Plays a similar position is actually going to be Cam Johnson, forty-four hundred. He's now starting for the Suns, um, and he's going to get plenty of minutes and opportunity to really show what, what he can do. Uh, despite this matchup where it could get out of hand potentially, I still love Cameron Johnson, and that price tag is absolutely going to be uh, worth worth keeping an eye on and going to be in play for me on the Sun side. And then the only other guy I'm really looking at is DeAndre Ayton, seventy-six hundred, going up against Jokic. Tough matchup. But I, I I like him. He's been playing with a lot more consistency in his last two outings. He's finally showing some of that upside, uh, the reason why the Suns drafted him out of Arizona. So I really like him in this matchup. I think he does have an opportunity to, to get the 40, 50, 50 fantasy points. Uh, and he's going to be, again, low-owned as well, just because his price tag is in that mid-to-high tier. Uh, and, and that's really it for me on the Sun side. Who do you like?
0: Cool, man. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I, I love your first two calls. Absolutely. Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson, getting the start, uh, 4,400, uh, this, this, uh, these two matchups here, we, we were talking about Bridges and Johnson. These become even better if Michael Porter Jr. Suits up because we know what the defense of that young man is like. Uh, if he's running out there for 20 minutes, then that is 20 minutes, uh, that the small forward and power forward positions for the Suns can exploit. Um, I like both of those guys with or without Porter. It just gets juicier if Porter does come in. Um, Jay Crowder, I don't play even at 4,500. No, thank you. Um, look, the Nuggets point guard, normally you can target them, those guys there. Chris Paul at 7,200. Look, this season he's been facilitating a lot, not shooting that much. Uh, I'm not that keen on 7,200, even in that really juicy matchup against Jamal Murray. Um Devin Booker, 8K, I'm probably staying away from that just as Gary Harris is out there pretty much to make Devin Booker's life hell in this one. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, look, the only thing I worry about with DeAndre Ayton against Nikola Jokic is foul trouble. Um, It is possible that uh, Nikola just gets this guy into quick foul trouble. If he stays out of foul trouble, 7,600 is absolutely worth a shot. Uh, He should be out there playing as many minutes as possible to keep Nikola as under control as someone can keep Nikola are under control hopefully uh the foul trouble stays out and he can get us some points in this okay oh it's the last game when we made it last game guys it is the new york knicks versus the sacramento kings uh i've got my usual comments about the sacramento kings defense and uh the knicks defense has been pretty stingy this year as we know as well uh, we do have an over-under, uh, sorry, game total. For this one, it is 218. That is because the Knicks play extremely slow pace and the Kings are favoured. The Kings are favoured? Three and a half? That's that's hard to believe. Anyway, uh, moving on to the injury report. New York Knicks. Okay, nobody. Oh, sorry, it's not yet submitted uh, at the time of recording. Sacramento Kings, though. Uh, Marvin Bagley is probable. Dequan Jeffries is out. I'm not going to try and say that first name. Apologies to this young man, but Jay Ramsey, let's go with that is out. And a Hassan Whiteside is questionable. Uh, it's been a fun one tonight. Uh, let's move across to the New York Knicks. Uh, who do you have on the Knickerbockers side of the ball? David Menkoff.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, this matchup on paper, it looks like it might be a high scoring game, but given the next pace of play, you think it'd be slow, but, as we're recording this, the Knicks just put up 40, just put up 40 points in, in, in one quarter uh, against oh. the uh yeah, I know, it's completely shocking against the Warriors. So something to keep in mind with this slow-paced Knicks team. Um, but as far as who I like on the Knicks side, you know, I'll have some interest in, of course, Julius Randle, 9,100. Um, absolutely gonna be in the smash territory against the Kings. Um, really having a great year. He is priced up a little bit in this matchup, but I, I love him. Uh, given just the Kings front court, uh, a lot of the challenges that they have in playing defense. Uh, so I like him quite a bit. Um, normally I would have interest in Emmanuel Quigley, but with, with the interest with Alec Burks coming back in the fold for the Knicks, I'm going to probably shy away from him at 4,500. Uh, RJ Barrett is always going to be in play 6,800, but I-, I won't have too many shares of him. Um, the only other dart throw that I'll probably consider on the Knicks side would probably be Reggie Bullock at 4,200. He's starting and as long as he's starting, he's going to get minutes. And if he gets minutes, he's going, to, he's going to put up shots. And if he puts up shots and makes maybe five or six, suddenly he's going to hit value pretty quickly against the Kings. Um, so that's that's pretty much it for me on the Knicks side.
0: Yeah, it, it's pretty similar over here uh, in Australia. Mate, same kind of thinking. Uh, Julius Randle, 9,100. Uh, you know, that, that's that's a great price for him against the Kings. Uh, I don't mind that at all. Uh, he can spin move his way into 45, 50, 55, 60 DK points any given night, and the Kings uh, matchup doesn't scare me off him at all. Um, yeah, the, the place that I love to attack the Kings, though, is in the backcourt, uh, Alfred Payton, 5,800. That price is a little high, but... I may pay it because he is playing against the Kings backcourt and they just leak fantasy points like nobody's business. Uh, Alec Burks back is great to see. 5,100, that's a pretty good price for him as long as we know the minutes aren't going to be too limited. As you said, I'm off of Emmanuel quickly uh, with Alec Burks now back in the rotation and he's probably going to find those minutes go away fairly quickly uh, like the reggie Bullock call starting 4200 versus the kings not a problem um, i don't mind that call at all he's been putting around 22 to 25 dk points 4200's not too bad um, rj barrett i don't play that dude uh, just because i just feel like uh, he's shooting dependent pretty much that's that's my feeling there um so yeah pretty much the same as you dave randall a little bit of A little bit of the New York guards, and uh, Bullock is definitely a GPP guy. Moving across to the Kings, Sacramento. Um, What do you think here, mate? New York defense has been pretty tough this year. Sacramento are in a pace down spot. Do you play any of them?
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, You know, you can definitely throw some darts at De'Aaron Fox, 8,800. A guy that has proven in the past few games that he can put up 70 fantasy points. Um, I just don't know if this is the matchup against the Knicks' slower-paced options, um, so I'm not going to have a lot of interest in him. Buddy Heal 6,400 just has not lived up to that price tag so far this season, um, so I'm not going to have a ton of interest in him either. Uh, I know he did put up 47 fantasy points about a week ago against, against the Blazers, but I don't love him, again, against the Knicks' defense, uh, and that's pretty much it for me. Outside of you know, there's one guy I'm looking at probably is going to be Rashawn Holmes to the 300, um, a guy that, you know, has been up and down recently. Uh, but, you know, given given the up and down nature, he's coming off a bad game and he's been following up bad games with pretty solid games. So based on that logic, uh, because I like to play that, that, that mathematics game, Rashawn Holmes is going to be in play for me on the Kings. And that's pretty much it on the, on the Kings side of the ball. But who do you have any interest uh, in on the Kings uh... side?
0: I love that scientific method that you go with there. He had a bad one. He has a good one. He had a bad one. He has a good one. Um, I'm not sure how swallowable that is for me, but, um, I am still with you on Rashawn Holmes. Um, uh, against Mitch Robinson, that that matchup's a nice one. Take on take on New York at the center position with a good player if you can, and sixty three hundred certainly not out of the realms of stupidity for uh, Rashawn Holmes, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and Buddy Buddy Hield. I will pass on these guys at those salaries against a pretty uh, slow and boring and uh, tough uh, Knicks defense, uh, and that is pretty much it for me here too. Um, Corey Joseph, you know, 3,200. How many minutes is the guy going to get? Some nights he gets 18. The other nights he's out of the rotation. If we could be assured that he was getting 15 minutes at 3,200, he'd probably be in play. But I'm pretty much off the rest of these guys here, as you said. That wraps us up, boys and girls. Well done, Dave. That's a long one, but we got through. Um, pretty much out of here. We will leave you with that. Um Hopefully, we'll help you. Uh, we helped you pull that huge card together. Um, massive thanks to you over there, Dave. That was epic. Thank you, mate. Thank you.
1: It was absolute pleasure
0: me too uh, you can find David Mankoff on Twitter at DMank33 that's D-M-E-N-K-3-3 and you can find myself Brenton Eckersley on Twitter at Terrain72 that's terrain 72 uh, 2 we won't keep you guys any longer have yourself an amazing day or night or wherever you, uh, whatever part of the day you are in we'll see you guys back here tomorrow for more DFS today smashing NBA daily fantasy with you